Before we begin today's episode, we have our patrons over at Patreon, and they are Aperba, Hanson Screen Printing, Paul Campaneshi, Eric Sari, Andy Herbrandt, Lauren L., Rock the Green, and Kelby Goodman. Thank you guys so much for supporting this small little podcast. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sari. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. All right, everyone, welcome back. This is another episode of the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the dairy state. We, of course, are your hosts as always. I am Eric. And I'm Russ. And we are talking about some pretty cool, uh, uh, pretty large uh, explosive type of stuff today. Uh, this one was actually a suggestion uh, by a listener and a fan, uh, Tony. Uh, he reached out to us and said, hey, this is this is an article and a thing in history that you've got to talk about. And it was on our list. I just haven't had a chance to write it. Yeah. But I thought, I, you know what, and since I think he did mention something, we got to do That's the thing is I love I love when we get the, the listener response and the listener suggestion, uh, even if, if it's an item that we already sort of have planned um, what's cool is that when we do hear about it from someone else, uh, it, it kicks that immediately up to the top of the list. Cause we're like, you know what? They're, they're waiting for it. Exactly. They want to hear about it. And I, I, you know, I had like sticky notes and then eventually we put it into an Excel spreadsheet. So we have like a list of probably 200. So yeah. Like, early, <laughs> early day was just like a crude handwritten. Oh note, yeah. There was like actually sticky like notes all over the place. Whole document. Oh, yeah. So, um, but, uh, this one is about the DuPont powder plant explosion. Uh, this is, uh, over in the Pleasant Prairie area. And, uh, hey, for those of you who have been in the Pleasant Prairie area, there's a really nice shopping center and stuff there. Oh, yeah, you're close to Kenosha by the by the lake there. There's actually a yeah. couple of decent beaches in Kenosha. And Racine actually has really nice beaches. I was just going to say, Racine and, and Kenosha both right kind of down that same area. If you take the back way into uh, the Pleasant Prairie area, there's a lot, uh, a lot to see, uh, a lot I, of sights and stuff. I actually worked down there for a medical company for a short time. Yeah. So I was in that area quite a bit. So, uh, it, it's not all, uh, just, you know, Kenosha and Racine, uh, um, you know, hood areas and stuff. There's, there is some really, really nice areas and really nice parks. And they stuff. actually have that really cool electric cable car. They do. That's pretty neat. Yeah. I always like enjoy seeing that. So. Yeah. Very cool stuff. So we're going to get into that a lot more today. Uh, we also have great Wisconsin music from a band called social sig. Uh, and we have another beer review for you. Another edition of how many local Wow. Um, hey, if you haven't already, please uh, stop by uh, wherever you listen to the podcast and, and whatever. Give us a, a rate, a like, subscribe, review, all that sort of stuff. Uh, really just helps, you know, support that algorithm, get it in the in the ears and into the, the eyes of, of other people. I love we've been getting some really cool, positive ones, man. Like, yeah, it's it's great. Like, I love seeing them. I love reading them. I love, love that you guys reach out and ha- actually take the few minutes to go and do it. it it's huge, yeah. you know, for us. Yeah, and like we said, uh, you know, hey, if 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 you do that little thing, uh, it really does kind of help. And then uh, maybe eventually we'll get, you know, some sort of you know mid mid ad reads and stuff like that or whatever. But uh, you know, it's it's just something that um, 
it, it could help kind of progress it a little bit uh, as well as, hey, word of mouth. Uh, that's an absolutely great way to uh, to to help push us forward as well. So remember to keep telling your friends and family. The free is best way, honestly. It know, is. So. Uh, hey, uh, also go to our website. Uh, if you stop over, uh, wisconsindrunkenhistory.com, uh, that's a, a really great way to find pretty much everything for us. Um, namely, and probably the, the best thing out there is the Patreon. Um, the one thing that you'll notice is at the beginning of, you know, most of these, you know, more recent episodes, I don't remember when we started this, but, uh, back at least probably episode 70 or 80, uh, those individuals, uh, get their names listed right at the top, uh, which is, uh, uh, you know, pretty cool. I think to have your, your name sort of cemented in history on this podcast, uh, and we're never going to take this thing down. It's going to be up on Spotify and Apple and whatever forever. So, uh, it, it, your name is forever out there. And, and as a supporter, uh, you have that, uh, that peace of mind knowing that, that you, you helped really put everything together. You know, maybe you didn't write the episode. Maybe you didn't, uh, physically come in here and, and speak and, and do the, the podcast. But the cool thing is, uh, financially you supported it incredibly. Yeah. I mean, like, like we've said in every episode of the music we buy, and pretty much the beer we buy, that's where all that money goes. We actually don't make anything on the pack. It's more of a hobby for both of us. It's a break-even thing, if not a, a loss. I it mean, is. With, with I mean, the with the equipment, it's a loss. But, um, you know, we, we enjoy doing it. It's one well, of the times we get to hang out, me and my friend. And, I, I, you know, we love giving a little bit of history to all the listeners. It's kind yeah. of our little gift to you. So. And uh, the other really neat thing is, obviously, then that money... Uh, goes to the local artists uh, who are, are actually creating that content that we're uh, featuring, and then also the local breweries that are uh, that are creating that beer and those uh, alcoholic beverages for us because we're going out there and spending that that money on on that stuff. So um, very very cool, and uh, what a way to support all around. You know this uh, total total cyclical thing. You know. Um, so without further ado, let's just jump right in. Uh, we've got uh, an, an amazing story, uh, amazing piece of history that that uh, before today I hadn't really known uh, the, the DuPont name I had heard of uh, one other time. Yeah, you want to talk um, about that, John DuPont? Yeah, John DuPont of the Foxcatcher uh, wrestling uh, uh, camp or whatever. Uh, totally cool story. There's Interesting. a, yeah, there is a, a Netflix documentary out there, kind of like a 30 for 30, uh, where they discuss the, the full thing. And then they have, uh, uh interviews from some of the, the wrestling team. Uh, and, and again, Foxcatcher was, uh, essentially like the, the breeding grounds for, uh, the USA wrestling, uh, team for Olympics. So, uh, they basically got their start there and that's how they were sort of groomed to become, uh, the next big wrestlers for the USA Olympic squad and a uh, very interesting story. Uh, however, it, it doesn't necessarily it gets a little align. dark. It does. It gets very dark. So it doesn't necessarily align with, uh, with this story in, in direct correlation, uh, other than the fact that they are related. The DuPont name, the billionaires, yeah, it's a family, it's a family millionaires. Exactly. So this event took place on March 11th, or it didn't take place on March 11th, but in March 11th, 1911, papers headlines started to read, Town is destroyed. Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin, wiped out by a dynamite explosion, which caught many people's attention throughout the United States. A small town was completely decimated in a matter of seconds. It was on March 9th of 1911 when the DuPont Hercules Powder Plant, also known as the Laughlin and Rand Powder Plant, or the Pleasant Prairie Powder Plant, that was located on 190 acres on the west side of the small town of Pleasant Prairie, outside of Wisconsin, outside of Waukesha, had combusted and exploded. 
So a little background before we get into the actual uh, catastrophe. A little background on the Hercules Powder Corporation, or the powder company. It was in 1874 when J.W. Willard patented a new form of dynamite he dubbed Hercules Powder, named after Hercules, who was known as the Giant Slayer, thus the use of dynamite to take down giant rocks and boulders, as well as other blasting needs. Awesome. He was employed by the California Powder Works, powder works in and in 1877 he moved to cleveland ohio where they opened a branch of the new location to produce the powder in 1811 the california powder plant moved its hercules powder plant manufacturing in california to a new site along the northeast shore of san francisco bay the company that grew up around the facility became known as hercules later in 1900 incorporated as the hercules incorporated as hercules california right so they basically named the town uh, for the company on, exactly I mean, it was huge uh, and there's other places uh, in the united states well, that have done the exact same think thing think about it this time too they were building railroads and stuff so this bu- well, blasting dynamite was huge kohler wisconsin probably the same kind of scenario where kohler company comes out of there and and they uh they just sort of uh use use the company name the family name and just assign it to the the town you know exactly and in 1882 thanks to their interlocking ownership interests with the california powder plant by that time the dupont corporation and laughlin and rand powder company acquired the rights to manufacture hercules powder and incorporated the hercules powder company for that purpose and in 1904 dupont dissolved the company as part of its ongoing efforts to consolidate the many explosive manufacturers that it controlled under the dupont name so they were kind of trying to to get out of that uh, that that whole uh, business, that yeah, whole manufacturing. Exactly. So I'm just kind of going through just a brief timeline yeah. leading up to the explosion. Right. So like you said, this was you know 1904 that they're it was a few they're years. trying to dissolve it. You know, mm-hmm. which is only a few short years before you know the the tragedy struck. And this was before time where he had like liability and stuff. A company like Dupont would never have t- probably taken on something as combustible as this today. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? Because like the a lot just, of liability. There's a, a huge ton. amount of liability of that. So in 1911, the United States won a lawsuit that it brought against DuPont Corporation under the Sherman Antitrust Act. The U.S. Circuit Court in Delaware found that the DuPont had been operating an unlawful monopoly in order to break up of his explosive and gunpowder manufacturing businesses because they basically owned all of them. Well, and see, that's the thing is, you know, now there's such a and and really the earliest times of this uh, go back to the early 1900s of of uh, uh, the, the U- United States government forming this uh this ability to uh, dissolve and 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 help prevent monopolies uh, because there just wouldn't be fair uh, fairness to uh, to the rest of the the public uh, you know like with cell phone companies and you know big media things and and somebody needs to do some vote internet though somebody does need to do something there's about like a total monopoly on the internet well even cell phones you know for for years I worked you know with Verizon and at and at Apple is, at, itself. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest, as soon as we know, you know, as a, as a worker for them, as soon as we know about a change that's going to happen in like a week, as far as pricing goes or whatever, uh, we already know also that, you know, the other three or four major companies are doing the exact same thing. So it's an underground communication between all the companies to be like, here's how we're going to not have any sort of, of competition between any of it. Yeah. (laughs) So the breakup resulted in the creation of two new companies in 1912 the Atlas Powder Company and the Hercules Powder Company. Atlas received the explosives manufacturing of the DuPont business, including facilities acquired from the giant powder company, while Hercules received the gunpowder portion. So they actually got the one in Pleasant Prairie as well. Right. So due to the success of the company, they would eventually open a branch in Wisconsin located in Pleasant Prairie. 
So the DuPont Hercules Powder Plant was a large producer of gunpowder and dynamite. And at the time of the explosion, had 280 tons of dynamite and 105,000 kegs of black powder located on its grounds. Five railroad cars are also filled with dynamite went up along with the plant. They're not really noted, but if you look into the um, some of the old articles, they actually talk about the train cars as well. Wow. So when the explosion just after 8 p.m. on the night of March 9th, 1911, homes within a five-mile radius were completely inhabitable. The blast was so great it could be felt from Clinton, Iowa, and as far as Cleveland, Ohio. Holy shit. It's a big blast. Cleveland, Ohio is so far away. The blast left around 350 people in the area injured, and luckily only one death was recorded as a plant foreman, E.S. Thompson, was killed. The blast, cre- the blast crater was approximately 100 feet deep, which is right under oh the former God. dynamite house. Wow. The, da- the damage was estimated at $1.5 million in 1911 money, so probably b- billions of dollars today. Yeah. And the cause of the explosion is actually still kind of unknown to this day. Um, some do believe that, you know, was it a kid that did it was it the heat was it a, a lightning strike because it was after 8 p.m probably a damn possum it could have been a whole bunch of things i mean like you know like friction or one of the, you know one of the it could have right. been a million things but conditions can be created how can uh, you investigate something when it leaves a hundred foot crater right? right i mean it's like completely everything's gone and it's not like today's modern uh, uh fire investigation it, it, you know they didn't have the same uh, uh, understanding of a, of of uh, you know a, a crime scene or you know a, a fire scene like they do now, um, and like you said, a hundred feet deep crater. That's no matter who you are, hundred feet deep is amazing. Most I think modern water towers are like two hundred feet tall or, or maybe a little more than two hundred feet tall, but two hundred. I mean, a hundred foot is That's, is it's huge. huge, man. And just think, like the buildings back then too were mostly wood. I mean, they didn't. Ha- I mean, would, there was some concrete foundation on these buildings, but most of it was wood. So if there is a lightning strike, this the safety and just the liability is just so huge. Gone, you know. I mean, today's buildings are mostly all concrete and block, which are completely like a good mixture of stuff, flame retardant, uh, yeah, exactly. uh, stuff too that kind of houses the shell of the wood as well and and you know the the and the train cars were even made out of wood so i was actually <laughs> just going to say too can you imagine uh you know let's just say that there are you know hundreds of nails and screws and and uh, metal bits uh holding these train cars together axles of train cars are not wood they're metal yeah that's all shrapnel now that, oh, that, that as soon as those things go up and in in and explode all that stuff now becomes a, a projectile, you know, bullet. So luckily in 1911, the line that ran through there, most of their cars are still made out of wood, which actually didn't help anything right. either. That's still shrapnel. I mean, that's big chunks of splinter basically flying through the air. Yeah. Yeah. Once you start, you know, projecting that out at, at hundreds of feet per second, holy hell. You I mean, know, five cars completely destroyed. Like, I mean, yeah. there's nothing left. And we'll post some of the pictures on our social media. I mean, there was like nothing left. A lot of things are basically just torn down to nothing. So, yeah. And today, remnants are still being discovered throughout the Des Plaines uh, River Basin, which today is located east of I-94 and south of Highway 50. Today, it's actually privately owned property, so don't actually go searching. Um, things like foundations have been found, and some of like old wood and stuff like that from the old barrels and everything yeah. have been discovered. And some of the original building foundations that are still in the ground. But uh, yeah, just a crazy event that happened here. Basically, a entire town wiped out in like matter of seconds. Yeah, which I mean, you know, the the early 1900s like that, uh, an event like this uh, uh, completely completely would destroy uh, that area. There was no OSHA, but there was oh shit. Yeah, then. that's pretty there much was what you definitely got. an oh shit scenario. I agree. All right, so we have a beautiful. 
uh, Milwaukee-based artist today for our uh, Wisconsin music segment. Uh, the band here is Social Sig. Uh, I'm getting really incredible like indie alternative vibes. I know you had mentioned Some, a little bit of punk. Yeah. I kind of get like some like maybe early modest mouse for right a little bit right and uh, um just uh really catchy stuff uh the, yeah the, a lot of guitar hooks kind of like you yeah. know multiple guitar layers i think it yeah. sounds phenomenal it's a great project actually by um what's his parker schultz. parker schultz yeah yeah it's just great music yeah and, and so the song that we decided to feature uh in particular is called estabrook uh, i believe that's the namesake of like estabrook park in, oh, in yeah. the milwaukee right on. area Marky landmark milwaukee landmark yep and uh a great uh traveling beer garden that they have oh there yeah as well um as well as just having, you know, the hiking trails and all that sort of stuff. But uh, uh, the song is absolutely catchy, uh, which is the the number one reason why I decided to go with this one over the rest of his uh, amazing catalog. But uh, I know that they have some shows coming up and they have shows scheduled. So make sure to tune into like their Facebook and uh, different social medias because they're definitely posting all that stuff, all their schedules and, and upcoming things. But we wanted to give you a little taste of what uh, of what Russ and I already kind of know about and what we think you should be in tune to. So uh, without further ado, Social Sig, yeah, Estabrook. Yeah, yeah.
All right. Social Sig, Estabrook, awesome just amazing. Uh, like I said, catchy as hell. I mean, uh, the 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 writing on that, I mean, that's like that stuff that, you know, you, you just you come up with and you strike fucking gold. Uh, and it just feels right. You're just like, did I just really come up with that? And then I know you and I have had this moment too. When you come up with something cool, you sort of, you have that, you lock eyes and you smile, you can't help but smile. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, that's gotta be something already. I, I always love when like you're recording, you know, when you, and you, you lay like just a basic guitar track, but then you find yeah. that like note that hits over and just adds so much to it. Right. You can just tell those layer guitars are working so well together. Yeah. Song. It goes from a one dimensional thing into a two dimensional real quick when oh, you yeah. find that, that layered harmonic note or whatever. And you're just like, what the fuck did we just hit on, man? You know, actually kind of listening to that, like I was getting more of like even a little bit of a block party because of that overlapping guitar. Yeah. Yep. I mean, not necessarily vocals, but the, the guitar. Because what was that first, like the helicopter, helicopter. or breaking glass or yeah, whatever it was? A, yeah, it kind of reminded me of that. Like. Amazing stuff. Yeah, I forget about that first uh, uh, Block Party album, but that thing it's was, a great album. I mean, it was it was phenomenal, infectious. And you're right, that that's throwing vibes of that. Just, just the guitar quick. layering, I think, more than even some of the when when you go, yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like he kind of sounds, and you know, I you was know. getting some maybe like um, pop punk in there as well. Like yeah. some, you can definitely tell there's a little bit of influence on it. But the music's a phenomenal. Right, right, definitely still that three chord, four chord thing that's kind of hidden, layered in the back. And and if if you stripped it back, you would certainly have the you know the old pop punk stuff. And then uh, you know Parker. Uh, it just took it to the next level and was like, you know what? I'm just going to upgrade this Add because I can, because sure. I'm a great musician, you know? Uh, so we're going to jump right into our beverage review uh, of the beer kind. Uh, and this one yeah. is malty. It's hoppy. It's, it's great. It's and delicious. It's, you know what? It's from Aldi's. Affordable. Yeah, it's from Aldi's. Uh, another one that actually is made by State of Brewing in um, Wanakee, our home of uh, Badgerland Legends, Jeff. Lone Girl or whatever. Yeah, uh, no, Octopi. Octopi. Octopi and State of Isn't Brewing Lone are kind Girl of... there too? Yeah, I think Lone Girl's there too. Uh, State well, I'm of Brewing. in Wanakee. Yeah, yeah, State of Brewing, I think Lone Girl, and then you got Octopi are the yeah. three of the trio. Uh, and then I thought part of Octopi was that, uh, or maybe I'm wrong, Untitled Art? Untitled Art is part of Octopi as well. So there's State of Brewing, Octopi, and Untitled Art all yeah. in the one building. All in the one building. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And yeah. so, like, you know, the cool thing is with the Octopi, State of Brewing, Untitled Art, they're also producing beers for Aldi's. Yeah. And producing some really good, like, seltzer type stuff that's, you know, like, uh, 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 better for you uh, in terms of. You know, and, if, if you're allergic to that kind of stuff, you know, you know, with with inflation right now, I've been doing a lot of Aldi shopping. It's just a lot cheaper for me right now. And in reality, let's be honest, all the stuff that they carry it's there just generic is version. produced in the exact same factory. It's just with a generic label. It's, they just That's, put a different label on it. And so this one was from uh, Pithead Brewing Company, which is actually State of Brewing, Octopi, Untitled Art. They're right. all in that same facility, but they've been making a lot of great beers for Aldi's. And this one I picked up and it's delicious. Just think of all the great quality stuff you get out of Octopi. Uh, and untitled art and, and, and uh, uh, you know, the, the, the deliciousness is all still there. It's the same it's, recipes. It's the same, uh, it's the same equipment brewing it. It's the same people brewing it. Exactly. It's just, uh, they, they, you know, they wanted to, to create maybe something that was a little more affordable. Yeah. And this one we're drinking today is the hazy IPA, which is obviously your new England hazy yeah. flavor. Um, you're getting a lot of that bitterness. This one is probably the embodiment or the average of the hazy IPA. Like yeah. this one, it's very smooth. 
carbonation, you're getting that like haziness in the glass, you know, it's pouring like a golden brown, but you can see through it, right? Like some of those ones that have been like cleared and like settled, you're going to get more clarity in them. Yeah. This one has that haziness to it. So you're getting a little bit of the maltiness in there. Yeah. It hasn't necessarily gone through the, the processes to make it a, a more refined, clearer product. It's meant that way. Yeah. And this one's coming in at 6% ABV. So it's a little, it's, you know, it's, it's average IPA range. Yeah. Um, but the, 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 what caught me in the store was the cool artwork. So there's actually like a little like bird with a little, uh, like hat on and like the can has kind of this like two toned color, kind of like industrial old timey feel to it. Kind of, uh, old, I would say old Britain sure. to it has a yellow and blue on this can, um, with a sign that says hazy IPA on it. And I would recommend this one to anyone if you can still get it. Because, you know, with all these, things come and go very quickly. Exactly. There. They they definitely cycle things through. And they do, like, limited release, like Hop Nomad. I think they must have replaced it with Pithead. Because I haven't seen yeah. the Hop Nomad last time I was Which there. Which we I saw. featured on a, we on did. a few, uh, past one. And, yeah, State of Brewing is making just phenomenal beers for all these. And you're getting that same craft beer quality. And if you get a chance, and if you're in Wanakee, I highly recommend Octopi. Yeah. One of the coolest facilities that I've been to, like clean, kind of that industrial um, factory look to it. You know, yeah. I, I would say industrial setting more. Yeah. Kind of like the uh, steel and like maple feel to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just phenomenal beer. And it, like I said, if you get a chance, Aldi's where I found this one. Check your local Aldi, see if you had it. Look for the look for a big box that says Pithead Brewing Company Variety Pack or Hot Pack. Yeah. Just phenomenal beers within it. Grab a seat, gather around, join us for a chat. How many logos you have? All right, folks, you know what that means. And do we got a doozy for you today on our segment called How Many Locals You Wow? Yeah. Uh, so this one is uh, a little over the border, um, not just in the sense that uh, he's over the limit, as in over over the border, but also um, Illinois area. Um, so we've got a 54-year-old that Oof. actually is from Kenosha. Uh, this person was arrested around 1.15 a.m., as we've stated before. Nothing good really happens after no. 11 or midnight. Uh, you want to know what's on the road, drunks and cops? Stay out of the road. That's what I was just going to say. Get an Uber. If you don't have to be on the road, please don't. Uh, odds are the the other inhabitants of vehicles uh, that are with you out there are, you know, not just coming home from a late shift at work. It's it's going to be people who have been out partying and stuff. And so You know what? This man was flashing too. He's going James Bond on this one. Let's yeah. just throw it out there. There's a Jaguar involved. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's going James full yeah. J- JB full full double O. Oh, he's double zero seven <laughs> double point O. Yeah, <laughs> license to kill. Uh, which luckily n- none of that happened. He did not. He did not express his right to kill. But uh, uh, this was February thirteenth, which is also uh, a bad time of year for Wisconsin, Ice, Illinois, most Midwest. Cold. It's it's that's exactly what the problem is going to be. There's inclement weather that's. Uh, just never great for driving. Nipples in as well. are rigid. Wieners are sucked into the gut. Exactly. Yep. So, and I'm sure this guy's experiencing all that happening uh, all at the same time. Um, this person uh, was charged with driving under the influence uh, of alcohol, driving under the influence of alcohol with a breath uh, alcohol concentration uh, greater than 0.08. Okay. So, 
uh, that's a multiplier, yeah, really, in, right. in terms it's, of everything. They're, and they're not giving the exact one, but because he was with a .08 or greater, you're right. already screwed, right? right. You've already got a DUI. So anytime you've got a PAC over .08, uh, they throw it in as a multiplier. I'm going to go ahead and give you a little trade secret. That'll <laughs> always be dropped. Um, they'll only keep the driving under the influence, uh, and then that's it. Um, the PAC, unless you're a real douchebag, uh, they're going... the, the um, District attorney's always going to drop that. So um, it's there, it's listed, but, you know, I'm, I'm we don't assuming know the that exact, this guy... But he's over .08. He's over .08, and we don't have the exact okay. specifics. Uh, but uh, the call came in, actually, for a Jaguar swerving uh, in traffic on northbound Route 41. Officers found the vehicle had been involved in a traffic crash. Not good. And that was somewhere near West Lee Road uh, during the investigation. It was determined that this individual, the driver, uh, appeared to also be hammered, <laughs> which, um, by the nature of the article, we knew that, but... Uh, officers, as you can imagine, did not know that going into it. They probably suspected it, but once they found this individual, they realized this guy is fucking overserved oh, yeah. and overswerved, and now he's crashed. So uh, there's also citations for driving below the minimum speed uh, and operating an uninsured motor vehicle. Gonna, so um, what? You know what? First of all, Jaguar uninsured. I was just gonna say so. You have a, a real. This is tough because Jaguars aren't a, super expensive. Uh, they they have like the uh, uh, really low model that I know your brother has either seen or worked on or done something with uh, that are like the you know just the shit shit versions that are like essentially a Mercury. Okay. Um, and they are nightmare to work on, nothing but problems. But then they also have. You know, the V10 and V12 versions of these Jaguars. Let's, let's just say, coming from Kenosha, Wisconsin, not not to be, like, judgmental or anything, but I'm guessing he's not making the big dog. I think it's a dog shit version of a, of a Jag. It's just a Jaguar. And I don't know why they, like, specified and have it highlighted as a Jaguar. Because like, I think most people have that stigma the related Jaguar's to Jaguar's top dog. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, it's the, like saying Mercedes. So the fact is... Mercedes aren't always the greatest. If you get a Mercedes C-Class, I mean, you could pay $30,000 $30, brand new for that true that ain't much you could you could also have a subaru for that or a ford focus for you know third not a focus but like a fusion but you know they, they had to include it because i guarantee they wanted to go ahead and embarrass this gentleman and say hey he's got a jaguar but guess what not even insured <laughs> sick hood ornament yeah bad decision sick car bro but you don't even have the money to insure it you poke you know <laughs> so that's the thing is we're dealing with a guy who uh, we don't know if this is first, second, third, whatever. Uh, we don't really know the exact concentration of his breath alcohol. Can we, can we list some of the bad decisions here? Yeah, Just I want you to. Yeah, so we got a man, first off, going to Illinois. Bad decision one. First bad decision. Second, Jaguar. Underinsured. Mm. No insurance. Yeah. No, no driver's license. Right? I, I did, did he have? I think he has a Oh, he has a driver's license. license. Okay. Driving below the minimum speed limit. Yeah, that's never good because the minimum speed limit on most of those roadways is like 45. 50 year old, 54 year old, probably showing off his Jag, trying yeah. to get some young tail. I mean, for, for everybody who's driven in Illinois, generally the, the highway says, you know, uh, maximum speed 70. And then right underneath like it'll say minimum 45. 45. Yeah. And, and usually it is 45. And so uh, can you imagine running into this cat? Uh, driving fucking under 45 uh, and crashing and shit. Um, 
Yeah, not so, a good decision. So, I mean, you know what, though? We do have a lot of information here. 54-year-old man, 0.08, greater than 0.08. You know, maybe he hasn't seen his heyday. Maybe he's just a divorced man trying to look for some young tail with the Jaguar, underinsured. So that is a, a phenomenal uh, uh, point. I think we could easily say that uh, that that's a, that's a potential. I yeah, think we're, we're I, dealing with I the think, potential of that. And I think this guy's probably trying to find some nice Chicago broad to bring home. Well, you know, I think like the they're allure. A little, they're a little fancier, right? You know, like the allure of going to the big city. They don't, uh, li- they don't like you know. cheese and beer as much as we do. They don't, they dress nicer well, than us. You Milwaukee's know, different. You know, if you want to go downtown Milwaukee, you know, your, your priorities are different. When you're going downtown Chicago, uh, it's exactly what you've just listed. It's the higher end. Yeah. So he drove his jag. Spice. Like, Whoa. And then uh, he probably was wearing, you know, like, uh, uh, what's the shitty brand? Po- like, not Polo, but Polo. Uh, oh, uh, U.S. Polo Association yes. Walmart version? It's not Polo. It's it looks cool, polo so it has, a same, it has a similar logo. It has a so guy doing off. also horse polo stuff, but not really expensive, you know? And um, wearing the old uh, George Khakis from Walmart. Uh, Dracar well. Noir, uh, Cologne, uh, or Cool Water. Dab oh, it you, off no, cool he's water. London Gentleman. Or uh, London Gentleman. I've never it's, heard of that. It's a musky. Is that gray uh, Gray it, flannel? It's musky. It's musky. Just <laughs> um, throw it out there. A gross cologne of some sort. You um, think his shirt's open, there's a chain, chest hair blazing? Yeah. Okay. That's what yes. I thought, too. Uh, in fact, the chain is caught somewhere in his chest hair. Uh, the clasp <laughs> is actually... Her pulling her out. The clasp is no longer around his, the back of his neck. It's it's maneuvered all the way down front and somehow got just completely combobulated in the in the jungle that is on his chest. It somehow and just it, formed into the hair. Somehow. Yeah. Okay. It's gross. So che- I- neck hair has, has fused to his chest hair. Neck hair on the back is fused with his back hair. This guy is a fucking mess. He's a squatch. He's Let's exactly what there. you would imagine is driving an Infinity or a Jaguar, which I put on the exact same uh, so, boat. Okay, so we got everything. Let's let's we, add it up here. We made fun of this guy <laughs> enough, I guess. <laughs> 54-year-old, .08, dad divorcee, looking for yeah. some hot Chicago action, made some mistakes, <laughs> going 25 down a freeway, yeah. <laughs> coming back to Wisconsin. Fucking 25. He might as well have gotten out and pushed the fucking no, thing. No, right. He put it in neutral and just roller home, yeah, you know? it was actually a downhill battle the whole way. Yeah, I think you're right. And uh, and, I, and I don't actually have a really good figure, but I've got something that I, I think I'll throw out. I mean, I'm going to throw something out to you. So, 3, 2, 1, 14. 20. Okay, let's meet in the middle here. Yeah. I don't know where to go on this one. Yeah, you know I don't think I mean? he was blackout, which probably would be yeah, in the 20 range. You know so. what? Like, I, th- I think a 17. We can we can settle on a 16, 17 range. I was I think actually that's... just going to say 15. Okay, we'll settle on 15. I'll go 15 because I think I was wrong to begin with. Buddy, so. you know what? You'll find true love. Stay out of Illinois. Yeah, let's give him some wood. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.